Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, and welcome back, everyone. This is Leslie. Yes, I I was just going to say quickly before we get into this that we, we actually recorded this podcast last Friday and did, I did something wrong and, and it didn't end up, we didn't end up getting the recording. So we're doing it over. Um, so today we're going to look at the fears of gates six and 37, but before we start talking about those gates, we're going to do a quick overview of the energy of the solar plexus for people who are just joining us. There are three streams of awareness associated with the solar plexus, feelings, moods, or emoting and sensitivity. You'll experience the energy of the solar plexus in a fixed and consistent way if you have it defined, and you'll experience it in a variable way through other people or planetary transits if you have the center undefined. If you have the solar plexus defined, then you have what's known as emotional authority. Definition is created through a channel from the solar plexus to the root center, the sacral center, the will center, or the throat center. If you have a defined solar plexus, this is how you're designed to make decisions that are best for you. In its healthy expression, you understand that waiting for emotional clarity is essential for for making the right choices. You're patient with the process and gain emotional wisdom when you honor that. In its unhealthy expression, you tend to make impulsive decisions and can create emotional chaos for yourself and other people. If you have it undefined, you experience the themes of the solar plexus at times, but it's not a fixed energy within you. When you express it in a healthy way, you can separate yourself from the moods, emotions, and sensitivity of others and not identify with it as your own energy. If you have a completely open solar plexus, meaning you have no defined gates, you may struggle with not knowing what you're supposed to feel. In previous episodes, Leslie talked about the emotional waves of the solar plexus, but we're not going to get into that today. If you'd like to hear what she said about them, uh, you can find that information on episodes 9 and 10. Do you have anything you want to add, Leslie, before we get into gate 6? No, I think you covered it really well. So we can just go on right on to gate 6. Okay. Uh, So gate 6 is known as the gate of conflict or the gate of friction. It's part of the tribal circuit in the defense sub-circuit. Gate 59, the gate of dispersion or the gate of sexuality, is its harmonic gate. When gate 6 is connected to gate 59, it forms the channel of mating or the channel of intimacy. It's also known as a design focused on reproduction, which ensures the survival of humanity. If you have channel 59-6 defined in your chart, then your emotional waves are tribal. This definition has the most stable emotional waves. There aren't high, low, or erratic spikes in your emotions. However, the I Ching describes gate six as being the most complex gate of the solar plexus. 
it can complicate things when you're seeking clarity in the emotional wave because it's linked to all three streams of awareness, feelings, moods, and sensitivity. The fear of gate six is the fear of intimacy. It's interesting though, because that's what it desires most. People who have this gate defined desire an emotional connection with others, but because of the nature of the solar plexus, excuse me, solar plexus, there will always be a certain amount of instability. In other words, conflict is inevitable um, in any relationship. So there will be waves of friction or conflict. That's just the way the emotional wave is designed for us to grow and mutate and reach the next level of intimacy. It doesn't mean that there's necessarily a lot of fighting or that you're mean to each other or abusive to each other. It's just a time to step back from the relationship and allow things to pass. Either the conflict is resolved and intimacy is restored, or there continues to be some separation. So the energy of gate six is about seeking intimacy with others. This includes relationships with family members, friends, or on a romantic level. When you have this gate defined through through the channel 59.6, it's important to honor your emotional wave before jumping into relationships, especially romantic ones. Uh, impulsive decisions can lead to mistakes and regrets. If gate six is a hanging gate in your chart, you'll be drawn to the energy of gate 59 because it has the ability to break down the barriers of intimacy. If it's a dormant gate in your chart, which means you have gate six defined, but you have an open solar plexus, you may not be as aware of this energy until it's activated by gate 59 through someone else or a planetary transit. I have the channel 59.6 defined in my chart. <clears throat> gate 6 is in my uh, conscious north node. I do relate to the desire for intimacy with others. I, When I'm interacting with people, um, I don't, I don't like superficial interaction. <clears throat> I mean, it's not that I like if I'm at a party or something and you're just kind of walking around chatting to people. I, I mean, that's a different thing. But in general, I crave an emotional connection when I interact with people. <clears throat> I just like to, I just like to feel connected to them. Um, and when I was growing up, I always, always, always had a best friend. And um, like when I think back, and I was thinking back a couple of days ago, like I could remember, like like for every uh, like grade or whatever, like I it's like I remember the names of all my best friends. <laughs> so it was just important to me. Um, it's and um, I know like Gate Six is is associated with conflict and friction. I mean, that's like the main major theme of it, but I don't like conflict. And I mean, it's not that I necessarily avoid it. I just try to find a common ground with people. Um, and just like, not like, like if we don't agree about some agree with each other about something, it's okay. Um, it doesn't make me wrong. It doesn't make the other person wrong. It's just better for me. Like if we just accept that we don't, see things the same way and just move on from it. Um, I, and I do have someone in, in my life who kind of thrives on conflict. I don't, I don't anyway, but anyway, with other people, she gets, I was going to like say like the relationship, but I won't, it's just somebody who's in my life. Um, but she, she has conflict with people. She gets close enough to them, like a lot of conflict. And um, she also has gate 36 to find, which is the gate of crisis, which probably kind of accentuates it. But she tends to to create drama and chaos in her own life through choices she makes. Uh, one thing I didn't say is that she doesn't have gate six to find, but I do. So like when I'm around her, it, um, it activates it in her chart. But anyway, um, so yeah, she, she creates drama and chaos in her own life. 
I don't have to deal with her every day, which is a good thing. But um, there was an incident about a year ago over something we didn't agree on. And like she, if you don't agree with her, like she gets angry. It's like she thinks that you're her enemy or something. And I just told her, I, I was like, um, you know, we don't, if we don't agree, it, it doesn't make me your adversary. So it just means we don't agree. So anyway, for the most part, I'd rather not use my energy to try to get someone to agree with me or to do things my way. I'd rather just let it go and move on. Um, do you have anything you want to add to that, Leslie? Um, well, I have a couple of people in my life that have the six and then they both have the 3536, but one's a manifesting generator and the other's just a manifester. And it's interesting because um, that intimacy is really, I have the 59. So it's kind of like on their terms. So if I reach out to them, um, what I've noticed is, I mean, with the manifester, there's always a little bit of that repulsion. That's just kind of how their aura is. But um, with the manifesting generator, um, I've noticed also it's, it's just something that they're in the mood or they're not. I mean, she might text back, but it's going to be like really short and you can just get the vibe like not today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and kind of the the manifest is the same way, but it's it is kind of fascinating because they do kind of um what do I want to say kind of run that aspect of the relationship. It's kind of like either they want you around and to have conversation or they don't. So yeah, that's just kind of what I've noticed, anyways, um, through that gate six. So that's all I have to share. Yeah, that is interesting. I, um, I, yeah, when we were talking last week, I like I have gate. Well, you have gate forty two, but I have gate forty also. But I have that gate to find, and that's the gate of aloneness. So, so I think that that probably at times um, makes it to where I I just need a long time, and I don't interaction isn't isn't important. Like um, frequent interaction sometimes isn't that important. It's just that when the interaction is there, like I like it to be, I like there to be an emotional connection. Um, but it's weird too, like, like how the energy, like the things we have defined in our chart, like that's just who we are. I mean, it's not something that we can change, you know, we do, we have to just have to have to look at it and and learn to work with it. So anyway, um, you ready to move on to gate 37? I am. Yes. So uh, gate 37 is part of the channel of community, uh, part seeking a whole, and it is known as the family, the gate of friendship. The harmonic gate, which is the other part of the channel, is gate 40, known as the gate of aloneness. And the channel is tribal and provides support and protection for family and community. Excuse me. It is a concern for for the survival of its community and puts the needs of the community first. It also transforms individual ambition into teamwork. So gate 37 in a chart creates a strong focus on tribe, community, or family, and it wants to create the peace and harmony. The gate um, can hold the family together and loves the fellowship and the food of family and community gatherings. This is a channel. um, This channel is projected, which means it works out best if you are recognized by your community or you are clear about your place and role, basically how you fit in. And this gate has a natural nurturing nurture quality and tends to build a friendships and alliances based on agreements, meaning makes agreements stating like you do this and I'll do that or creating a win-win for all involved. 
this gate is also about um, acquiring inner peace and being able to maintain that inner peace regardless of the outer circumstances. And if they become um, unbalanced, they can usually return to their peace and harmony, harmony quickly. This is if living from the strategy and authority, of course. So when not living the true expression of gate 37, um, you might find yourself not waiting for recognition from family or community or becoming or become unfair when creating bargains with others. Um, also not keeping agreements and not trusting others to keep theirs. Another aspect is gaining back peace and harmony after a life experience might take you a little bit longer to find that inner peace again. Um, and then also you depleting of your energy reserves can happen because you choose to invest more energy into others and fail to replenish your own. And the last thing you may experience is the not self behavior of gate 37 is rejecting and actually walking away from being accepted into community that you so crave. So this gate, um, gates passion is about peace, harmony, and fairness, and wanting to bring forth agreements that support this. Gate 37 has a quality of being loyal and treating others with respect, and they require respect back and can feel heartbroken when agreements or loyalty are not upheld. When making agreements, it is important to be very clear to all parties with no, no assumptions. So these agreements may not be, these agreements may need to be revisited over time so one can remain their inner peace and harmony. Um, and the Gate 37 is about traditions, and what they're fearful of is losing traditions and because of this can be deeply um, conservative. The gate 44 is fear of the past, which is in the splenic center. And it's actually the mirror of the 37th gate. Um, and these two are very old fears. The gate 44 sphere is more about the survival of the species, where the 37th gate is the fear of the survival of the tribe itself, not the species. It is more personalized in the solar plexus. It is um, the traditions that hold it all together. And if the traditions fall apart, you get to see enormous fear and nervousness um, in that gate 37. So I have the whole uh, channel 4037 and it's my conscious sun and earth. So I know this quite well. Um, and I'm a triple split. So it's one of my islands that is uh, doesn't connect to the throat or anything else. And it took me a while to recognize or grasp this aspect of self, which is kind of interesting, being it's so prominent in my chart. Um, but over contemplating it, um, I found it to be quite fascinating because I really do kind of do the bargain thing without even really recognizing it. It's kind of like how I've always been in my life. And then through human design, it kind of really pulled it forward, like what I was doing. Um, and the loyalty of, and giving until I have nothing to give has been a, a big theme and <laughs> definitely the, something that I've been working on and bringing me back myself back to that strategy and authority, which has helped a lot and which also really helps when in maintaining that inner peace and getting me back to that inner peace, um, quicker. So, I, and I'm not really necessarily traditional, um, with like the, the family holidays or even in my uh, raising my children, I wasn't necessarily very traditional with that. But the core value of what family means and um, taking care of each other and supporting each other, definitely I can relate to. So like on Wednesdays, I do um, dinners for my children and their significant others. And um, I do like to cook 
and, you know, bring that family all together. And, you know, we always have that Wednesday night evening. So there is some of that. Um, but I also have noticed like within my emotional wave, how I can like all of a sudden get really tired of it. Like, I don't like all of a sudden it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, feel like I'm pressured and I, it's something that I have to do and I'm the mom and I have to make this huge meal and I have to, you know, I try to really um, cater to everybody's needs. So we got someone that's, um, you know, doing a athletic to a, like an Olympic quality. So he needs so much protein and carbs and his macros. And then I have somebody else that's got food allergies and I'm trying to like coordinate it all. And normally I love to do all that for everybody, but all of a sudden I will hit my wall <laughs> and I'm sure it has a lot to do with my emotional wave and where I want to, you know, put my energy. So I will kind of back off and like, try to figure out a way to renegotiate and go, okay, you guys, you bring dessert and you bring this. And then all of a sudden a week later, I'm like, I want to do it all again. So um, it's kind of fascinating to watch how that uh, gets kind of played out on a different level with the emotions and to just to be, um, you know, how I can respond differently and not become so irrational around it and just kind of do the, the bargain thing. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, you can kind of start to feel trapped in traditional roles, like, you know, the laundry, who's doing the laundry, who's doing the cleaning of the house, who's, and then, so I find if I have, if I know what I know now that I can always bring it to the table again and renegotiate, it was a huge, like, relief for myself to know that, you know, you don't have to do everything and you can renegotiate this. And then if you choose to do it, you just keep doing it. Um, but you know, when I was younger, I didn't think it was something I could negotiate. I thought it was just kind of a locked in thing. So it gave me that, I think that was the fear of the tradition. Like, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, I have to do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I was like, I never signed up for all this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that's about all I was going to say about gate 37. Did you have anything to add, Laurie? Um, I just wanted to ask you when you're talking about like negotiating, do, do you think like, like, it's more like a, like when you talk about negotiating, it's more like within yourself that you're negotiating and then you um, like, like would ask, you know, well, would you, can you bring the dessert to, you know, for, for dinner tonight? Do you know what I mean? Like where you're not yeah. actually like negotiating, it's something that you negotiate within and then, and then outwardly, you just ask somebody to do something differently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's. It's like the the inner conflict, you know, it's yeah. that peace and harm, you know, they're talking about, it's like, you're trying to keep peace within yourself, but it's like, okay, I only have so much energy in the day and it's, right, right, right. you know, Sounds when we're good. trying to, so it's like, what needs to give? And then, you know, my traditional role is I'm the mom, I should take care of all the food. And then right. and so you start frustrated. feeling, you can start, yeah, you, are you used to like, maybe feel guilty about, about wanting yeah. to yeah change things up a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's kind of fascinating. And, and I know it has so much to do with that emotional wave, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the, the energy thing too, you know, I'm um, manifesting generator. So I've got that sacral and, you know, I want to use my energy for things that I love to do. And I do. Because right, if love you it. don't, if you yeah. don't, then you can get burned out too. So yep. yeah, exactly. Yep. Being, you know, our profiles of four, six. So yeah. So the burnout yeah. definitely is there, but mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's, that uh, authority is very important, but yeah, it we is. will go into that at another time. <laughs> yes, we will. So anyway, I think I don't have anything else I want to say, so we'll just wrap things up, I think. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for thanks so much for joining us today. In our next episode, we'll talk about the fears that can be found in gates 22 and 36. If you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcasts, episode 11. If you'd like to join us as we continue to explore the human design fear gates, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks, everyone.